Welcome to another episode of Open Mic. My name is Jared, and I'm so excited to be here with you on the podcast. Today, we have a couple guests joining us. We have Coco, JC, and Logan. Guys, how's it going? So good. Man, we're glad to be here. We had a great message, Jared, from you on Tuesday night talking about dating. I'm excited to jump in. We're excited. Great kickoff to the semester. It's good to be back. Yeah, so I'm excited because we're doing a dating series, dating and marriage, DMs, relationships, all things relationships. And with each message on Tuesday, we're going to release a podcast the following Thursday. So our podcasts are normally every other Thursday, but this time it's going to be every Thursday through this series. So it's going to be content. Come all on. the content. And today is going to be Dating 101, how to date, all the interesting things about dating. Guys, I'm sure you guys have had some not awesome dates. Uh, any any stories of a not awesome date to kick us off? I think JC's is the cream of the crop. So why don't you <laughs> it's just as good as it gets? Get I don't even going. know if it was actually a date, but <laughs> there's the problem. That is the problem. <laughs> Basically, I went on a date after school with this guy in high school because he asked me if I wanted to get Mexican. If you're from a small town, you know why we call it Mexican. I don't even know the why, but it just is a thing. Um, and we get there, and he. Was he older or younger than you? Well, <laughs> gosh, he was a, a sophomore. I was a senior at the time. Okay. Yeah. But he orders dino chicken nuggets <laughs> at Mexican. Which, and why do they even uh, have that at a Mexican restaurant? Right? Like, it should be illegal. That's just not, <laughs> not where you go for dino nuggets. But anyways, Is by the end of the date, he was like, oh, I actually forgot my wallet. <laughs> no. And Classic I was like, move. are you serious? I don't even think he could drive also. <laughs> that was a side note. But so, so I paid driving? for both of us for his nuggets for my Mexican. <laughs> and <laughs> that was the <laughs> end of that. Wow. That sounds terrible. And you weren't even 100% sure it was a date. I so, don't think it was. So no second date is what you're saying? No, not at all. Okay. Man, that is tough. I, I will go ahead and embarrass myself here because the first date I ever went on, um, I took uh, a girl in high school to see Saw 4, and then um, we went to a bowling alley, which is now closed, Rest in Peace Lighthouse <laughs> Lanes over on Glenstone. Um, I left my lights on in my 1997 Jeep Grand Cherokee, but by the grace of God, my car did not die while we were inside bowling, but a little Wait, glow bowl to start it off. What movie was it? Saw 4. Which, if you're not familiar with the Saw series, <laughs> probably one of the weirdest and most gruesome horror thriller movies. Yeah, and, and probably not appropriate at all, culture. so I would not suggest Were watching you, it. Was there an intention there? Were you going for the jump scare handhold? Yeah, I, I, you I, your hand? I hate scary movies, so I think it was maybe her suggestion, potentially, or I, wow. I have no idea. A lot comes at you fast when you're 16. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't do it again, and I wouldn't recommend the movie. Was so. there a second date? Yes. Wow. If you can overcome soft four and uh, bowling, that's great. That speaks. Just to put them to the test early, you know. Yeah. Okay, guys. So a couple of the things that we talked about um, last night is uh, having a direction for dating is one of the most important things. If you're dating without a purpose, uh, if you're dating without direction, it's drama. Is is one of the things we talked about last night. Um, and then the first point was having one of the things you look for and one of the things you want yourself is having a God shaped direction. Your life has been turned from the things that you pursue, selfishness, sin, and turned towards the things of God. We didn't talk about this really practically and like, um, like what, what to look for. Like, how do you see that in someone else? How do you see that their life has like changed directions and is headed towards living a life of honoring and glorifying God? 
Man, Jared, I think that's such a good um, just point that you mentioned on Tuesday night because that is we can talk about this like practically what does that look like. Um, I think number one, if that it's evident that that person has a relationship with Jesus, obviously that's something that we want to make sure. Um, and if they're not, then they, they're not on the map. They need to have a direction that they're pursuing Jesus. Um, I think number two would be like or well, maybe this isn't, these aren't in order particularly, but the second thing I would say is that they're serving in the local church and they're like passionate about that. Because if you love God, you're going to love the place where people meet together, the gathering of people, and you'll want to invest in the church. And I think that's a really practical way that you can look at someone and be like, wow, like they're actually on mission because they are, they think it's something that's a priority and serving in the church um, is really important to them. I think another thing is how they treat other people. I mean, you could literally go out with a group of friends and see how this person treats other people by, by the way they treat the person that's checking them out by the, you know, what the way they treat the other people at that place. Um, you know, you can see if someone's like, willing to serve others and not always thinking about themselves just in the way they treat even their friends. And I think those are some ways that you really can um, just evaluate to see if that person's like truly going in the direction of God. Um, I think one of the big things too is that they're in community. If I meet somebody and they're like, man, I love God and I come on Sunday mornings, I'm like, cool. But like, I want to make sure that you are really invested in your relationship with God. And if that's the case, then you will have people in your life who can speak into your life and help push you closer to, to God. So I think for guys and girls, those would be like the standard of yeah, things. R- riding solo is a little bit of a red flag, I think, a lot of times because uh, uh, people's friends tell you a lot about their direction. And so I do think that is important because I like right. that. JC, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, I would say if, like, their friends would be hesitant for them to go on a date or maybe their mentor, not everyone has a mentor, but that's kind of ideal, that you would have an older girl pouring into you and he would have an older guy pouring into him. Um, But if they don't suggest the person to you for either a reason, like, you need to grow in something or they need to grow in something, then be wise about that and don't just disregard their advice because you're really liking this person. Like, take what people say to heart and pray over it. Uh, I, I was just going to say, too, I think I think it's important um, not I think like in terms of this is as long as those things are like there, the, the, the you know, that they're a follower of Jesus. Right. And those base level things are there. And like there's not any huge red flags if front. I think it's OK to like not have every single thing answered before yeah. you're not you're not marrying this person tomorrow. Right. So as long as like you, you feel safe, like with the environment and you feel like, you know, some about them or, um, you know, may, maybe it's you got connected through a mutual friend or something and you, you don't know a ton of like, I think it's OK to like, um, I want to say wade into the waters, I guess, and see you, you, sometimes it might take you a little bit to kind of get some of those red flags. So in an ideal situation, you'd have a lot of questions answered before you ever go on a date. But I get that sometimes that doesn't always happen. Yeah, Coco, one of the things you said about serving in the local church, I think that is something that is going to show that you're resilient towards conflict and difficulty and the regular life, you know, stuff that happens that you're not going to serve in the church consistently you're not going to tr- serve people consistently if your life is in shambles and you can't you can't invite other people into it. You know, if you're leading a group, that means you have the capacity and the leadership and the ability mm-hmm. to be around people consistently that aren't perfect and are difficult to be around and still serve them and still mm-hmm. be kind to them. And same with, you know, serving in that in, in a way with whatever you're doing at church. 
those are going to show that you have some resilience, some, some ability to be through conflict, to get through conflict with people that aren't perfect. And that's a lot of what dating is. I mean, if you can figure out how to love people that aren't perfect and figure out how to be in community with them, that is a decent part of dating, getting to know someone um, a little bit better. Any other notes from anybody else on like practical things to look for in direction? Well, I think that I think one of the biggest things is this, like you said, Jared, it, and kind of alluded to this in your message, is marriage is God's design. The direction of dating should be with the intent of seeing if you're going to marry somebody. And so the most important thing that your future spouse could be is obedient to God. Therefore, if they're not even following Jesus, I would say don't even don't even enter into the realm of that conversation. But then second to that, that's why serving in the church is a good, like, um, peace to see in them is because they're obedient to God's word in that capacity. JC, you look like you had maybe something to add to that. I was just going to say, sometimes it seems like girls practice consistency in serving more than guys in the local church. Um, so I was just thinking about that. And that can be hard because girls are like looking for someone who's doing it the same way they're doing it in local church. So I didn't know if y'all had anything to add about why do guys lack consistency mm. in the local church? I'm very passionate about this answer because I do believe that there is an enemy that wants to prevent us from being in a relationship with God, right? Yeah. If Satan is at work to steal, to kill, and destroy, mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest ways he does that is through apathy in men because, biblically speaking, men are so called to lead their family spiritually and to love their wife like Christ loved the church. And therefore, if Satan can keep uh, men out of serving and out of being obedient to God, that makes it really hard on families down the road. So I think that is a big piece of the answer and why guys have to fight apathy. I, I think we've all been in places where we, ex- you know, Jared, we can maybe relate to that at some degree of like, we, we have to fight against apathy um, to lead our families well. So, Yeah, I'd agree. It's, um, you know, they say that men either have the, the tendency to get aggressive and fight too much or passive and just say, I'm, I'm going to let somebody else deal with this issue. And I think that's the case with the church and being told like, man, all those people that serve, all those people that lead groups, all those people that do all those things, they've got their life figured out and I've got all my stuff to, I've got a mess, you know, behind me. And that doesn't have to be the case. Like nothing is perfect. And if you wait for your life to be perfect, to start serving, to start giving of yourself, to start being obedient, you're, you're going to miss it. You're going to live your whole life waiting for things to end up being perfect before you're obedient. And that's not what obedience is. Obedience is saying yes to the, to the next best, to the next thing that God's asking you to do. Mm-hmm. So if God's asking you to serve, serve. If God's asking you to give, give. It's God, if God's asking you to invest in some people around you, invest in them. And I think those are the things that we think, okay, if I can just put together a couple of the right pieces in order, everything will start to make sense. Rarely do things happen in like a linear, like mm-hmm. I got saved, I started serving, I got married, I had ki-. like th- not all of those things line up super perfectly. A lot of times you just need to start saying yes to what God has in front of you mm-hmm. and see what happens. And like what we talked about last night on Tuesday was that you just start running after God and you'll bump into somebody running after God too. And hopefully that's how things work. And a lot of times we go, I got to hop off the path of you know, following God super well to kind of conjure, I got to find somebody. I got to make them like me. I got to do all the things. No, no, no. As you chase God, good things will happen. You might find someone, but if you're missing chasing after God, because you're looking for someone, that's not obedience. And you said two things, Jared. I want to add one, two, two final thoughts on that is you said serving and giving. 
guess what? That's what marriage looks like mm-hmm. is serving and giving. And especially you had kids in the mix in that. It's a lot of serving and giving and it's not apathy. It's active. And what Hollywood does like you rom like rom-coms, it's, it just looks so easy, you know, but most of the time that is not what relationships look like is easy. They take active work and it's good. It's rewarding. It's awesome. It's, it's a great thing. Like I don't want to paint it in a bad picture, but it's not always like, yeah, I just sit by and it's all perfect. Like it usually doesn't work that way. Yeah, I, I would agree. Okay, so as we move on, uh, we're going to talk about kind of how to date in just a minute, but um, how would you guys say, like, one of the hardest things, we kind of talked about it last night, um, was things have changed over the last 10, 15 years, and even that, things changed 100 years ago with the way that people ask people out. It used to be kind of a parents help pair you off type of situation 100 years ago. Then it became a dating scenario, and then with social media, it's like, I'm so connected. There's so much resources out there but it's still like to walk up to someone and ask them out on a date, what's the right way to do it? What's the preferred way to do it? Um, how, would, how would everybody like to be asked out on a date? I'm looking at you girls. Yeah, the, well, us girls will we'll go first here. Um, I, I think when a guy is like bold and just goes up to you and asks you to go on a date or even calls you, like that's awesome. You know why I'm like, oh, I'd be pumped to that is because they were – bold enough and they were leading in that situation um, to say like, hey, I like you and I'd like to take you on a date. If it's like super clear, then I'm like, oh, like, okay, sure. Like, let's do that. <clears throat> like Jared, like Logan said, like, you know, if for sure I'm like not into this person, I know that 100%, I, I probably would say no. But for the most part, like if he's a good guy and if he like fits those things as far as in the right direction, then I can at least evaluate and, and figure out, okay, like, could I could I give this a try? And I think like we talk a lot of like attraction. What is it? Attraction is attractive. I think it's it again, a, yeah, attraction is attractive. And here's yes. what I mean: a lot of guys are. I've seen a lot of guys like kind of live with their head up in the clouds of like I don't even know who likes me. I've got this one girl, <laughs> and then they find out like oh so and so thinks you're cute. It's like okay, that changes everything. And yep. that person's being attracted to me is attractive, and they're now an option. Yeah. So that I mean like that's so true though. Like if I wasn't even considering somebody, but then they were bold and came up and asked me, I'd be like. Oh, well, okay, maybe. So I think just being very clear, we talk a lot about like clarity is kindness. And if a guy's just like, hey, do you want to hang? I'm like, are, is it like just me and you? Should I bring my roommates? Like, what what are, what are we talking about here? But if someone is like, hey, like, I want to take you out on a date, then I know for sure where we're at, what's happening. Um, and I think that I'm like, wow, like I can, I really respect that when a guy is just bold. And so, yeah, that's what I would say. JC, what would you say? I agree. I would say definitely in person and using the word date is the most respectable mm-hmm. um, because it shows the girl that he's an initiative taker and that matters to girls because they want someone who's going to pursue them and lead them, not just be like, hey, you want to hang out later? You know. <laughs> so yeah, I agree completely with you. And clarity is always the best in every situation. So if you use the word date, it shows that you're being clear and it's like with the intentions to figure out if this is someone you want to continue to get to know in like a romantic way or if you're just going to end it at friends. Yeah. And I think that's a good point because sometimes it might be like guys are like, well, I don't know if I would marry her. And it's like, you don't have to know if you would marry her. Like you said, like you can figure some of that out later, but if there is an interest there and um, it's okay to ask them on a date and to see like what happens. Like I think taking the pressure off is really yes. huge of like, man, we don't have to be like, I, I know for sure that I would marry this person because that's like terrifying. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't you don't know the first date. And so I think giving like 
space to be like, okay, like, yes, I will go on a date with you. And if it doesn't work out, we can remain friends because like it was an honorable way that we did that. And I think of there's weird stories, Jared and I, we've talked about this of guys who have asked girls out within our community and they, they were headed in the right direction and they were clear and it didn't work out between them and that girl. Maybe it was on their end or her end. And guess what? They were still okay after that. And I think I love the idea of taking the pressure off because I'm a fan of like more God honoring marriages happening. And I'm a fan of that. And I think I would just say to the guys like um, being married and in a different stage of life, I would say like take the pressure off of it. If you're considering if a girl is moving in the direction of, of God, she's moving towards God and you think there might be an interest there. If you're clear, don't be afraid to ask her out. You know, I think it's okay like to take that pressure off um, a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking about this last night that that is, it, it's easy f- to, to kind of look at people who are not asking people out on dates and say, hey, just do it. Me and Logan are talking about this. We've been married for a little while and it's easy for us to look at guys and go, hey, you just got to ask people out. And, and that is legitimate. It is a tough thing. Rejection is always hard. But I, I also think that uh, I was thinking about this last night, kind of before and after my message. Everybody involved in this is adults. And if it's someone that you're interested in, they're probably, hopefully, emotionally mature, and they can say no, and they'll be okay. Like, I can't think of a, of a guy that would ask one of you girls out, and if you weren't interested, saying no, you're not going to think less of him. You're going to be honored. It's going to be a, a fine thing. And rejection is okay. You're an adult. You'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Hearing no is not the end of the world. It's going to be okay. Little rejection is good for you, you know. I, <laughs> well, I've been rejected. It doesn't feel good, right, whenever right. you're going oh, through yeah. that. But, like, it's okay. You're going to find out, like, when that happens, like, you lean into God. It's a good thing. It it's builds good thing. character. It builds character. Um, but I also think going off that, I think that, like, if girls and guys are both, and I think this would be so cool if, like, as believers, we were committed to honoring those people. Mm-hmm. Like you said last night in your message, treating people with respect and honor, like that's huge. But if we're committed to like, yeah, I will say yes to a date, but if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to go f- tell my friends afterwards, man, that guy is crazy. Like, like you know yeah. what I mean? Like we can honor people and we could actually leave them better than we found them because maybe he's not right for you, but he could be right for your friend. So like, it, you know, just being committed to like just always honoring that person um, I think is huge. So Proverbs twenty four twenty six says an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. That like we owe hey. each other. Yeah, there you go. You're looking for a kiss <laughs> on the lips? Be honest. But like for real, that if we're looking for how to treat one another, we think that like oh, I, I have to say yes because I'm gonna hurt that person's feelings. No, if you if you are like legitimately, I don't see a, a future with this person. It's okay to say no. It's okay to yeah. be honest. But I think that has to carry through through the rest of the process. So like. You, you are clear with them on mm-hmm. the first ask. Hey, I would like to go on a date with you. This is what I, it's going to look like. I'd like to, hey, me and some friends are going to go see a movie. Would you like to go with us? Mm-hmm. Like a, a clear ask and a kind of a, an intention. I think that has to be true throughout. And one of the things that I, as I was reading, uh, Ben Stewart talks about, there has to be clarity in the process and clarity with an off ramp. That like, mm, it, so he was good. like with his wife, he's like, I messed up dating a bunch before, but he said that with his wife, he was like three or four dates in. I was like, Hey, I've, I've enjoyed this and I want to get to know you better. And I want to keep doing this. And if that's, Mm. if that's not something you're interested in, you can just tell me. And he was like, in that I was letting her know what my process was going to look like, but I wasn't like on the first date, like 
asking her what how to spell her last name <laughs> and also telling her that I'm interested in marrying her. Right. Like you don't have right. to know everything at first date, but if things are going well, be clear so mm-hmm. that they're not wondering, okay, I've been on four dates with this guy, but I don't know if he's going on dates with other people. I don't know what the process is, is looking like. But if you can be clear throughout the process and say, if you're not interested, that's okay. You're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna ruin anything. I just I want to honor you in the way that I treat the process as well. I think that was such a helpful thing. I think that's so good, Jared, because I think girls wonder a lot of like, okay, so like what what is this? Like we've been going on dates and stuff. And so I think for guys to like hear that piece of advice in dating to like have clear like conversations like, hey, I just want to let you know, like I've really enjoyed our time. I'd love to continue dating. Then for that girl, they're not wondering anymore. They're like, I know what's happening. Um, so I think that's really good. Yeah, and I think guys can keep bringing that up too. Like you don't have to talk about it every single date, like BTR. But if guys are always the one like leading that conversation of like, hey, this is where I'm at, where are you at? Mm -hmm. It doesn't leave the girl any room to wonder because there can be a situation where you've been dating someone for months and then you're like, what are we doing? Like we're not boyfriend Mm -hmm. and girlfriend, but we are clearly hanging out one-on-one every single week. And so at that point, I think you need to have a conversation and it's just better if I think the guy keeps taking the initiative to be like, this is why I haven't asked you to be my girlfriend and this is why I still am asking you to go on dates, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think, so to to kind of move to the next stage. Hold on, do people do still Facebook official for relationships? Is that still a thing? That was a big step for middle school, high school for me. For me, me it was a big, that was a big DTR moment. I didn't know if people did that. I I have a question for the guys. So I think, Jared, one of the things you mentioned was, you know, you're serving with people, kind of look to your right, to your left. And if you see somebody, then like that could be a good potential. What would you say to the girls out there who maybe have been faithful serving in the church and they're just like, I've been waiting, but like not getting asked out from their guys. neck hurts from looking to the their right. Their neck the hurts. Left. That's good. <laughs> why I go to the chiropractor. <laughs> mm, okay. But you know what I mean? Cause I think sure. we have girls that are watching. Cause I know some of them personally that like, they're like, Hey, I'm faithful. I feel mm. like my life is in the right direction. Um, and I feel like, you know, I'm doing the right yeah. things. Meanwhile, there's guys, but maybe they're not asking them out. Like what's, what would you guys say to that? If you have some insight or maybe some encouragement, I would say that, um, one is to, you have to be, contentness is such a, a delicate thing. Mm-hmm. And if you see success in life as being in a relationship and being married, mm-hmm. that's, that's just not going to be it. You're, you know, you're going to be unhappy. So I think you have to keep close to the Lord in that to, for him to be your sufficiency, for him to fill you up. Um, and I, I understand having a desire that's not met. Um, so I think you keep bringing that up to him. You keep praying, you keep honoring, you keep, but if, if that desire is pulling you away from your devotion, I think that Mm. that's a bad thing. Now I will say this. I think the Bible is very clear in men need to be the initiative takers and men need to be the ones who, who make the clarity known and and make moves. Um, but there's also the book of Ruth where like Ruth kind of had to elbow Boaz a little bit and like put herself out there a little bit. Um, so I don't think it's wrong to like include yourself in some conversations, yeah. include yourself in some group hangs, invite people to, to hang out at a small group or something along those lines. I don't think you have to sit back and not do anything mm, that's good. Um, and just wait for something to happen. Um, that there can be some movement. I, I don't know if I would call it initiative, but some intentionality and some movement. 
Yeah, and I think I would, what I would say to that is Colossians 2.6 says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus, so walk in him. I would just encourage those girls, keep walking. Even when you're tired, right, and it's like looking to the, the right and left, I get it. You know what I mean? Because I think for me sometimes, honestly, I'm, I'm a little bit like dumbfounded sometimes because the at least the makeup in our community is really like 60% girls, 40% guys. And so I'm like, guys, come on, like, what, what are we doing here? You know, some of y'all want a relationship and... I know that's easy to say whenever you're on the other side of things, so I get that. But um, I would just encourage girls not to, to grow weary of just walking towards Jesus. Uh, I, I think that, like Jared said, he hit the nail on the head with it, is the the end game is not, uh, you know, the ultimate thing in life is not marriage. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, it, it's tough. That That is a good question, though, Coco. Don't let desire turn into desperation, mm, I feel like, wow, is the number that's one good. thing. Tweet, but we need to, yeah, we need to retweet that. That we was what I was that. trying to say. I have I to think. log into my Twitter yeah. and, and twi- tweet that. <laughs> no, um, I think that's good. Thanks, guys. That's a helpful um, for the girls. Okay, last thing on here. Uh, how do you date someone? Like, what are some things that you look for? What are some things? How do you conduct yourself? You're talking more practical. Practical, like, like what are the boundaries? What are the ideas? What are the things that you hold to in dating? Y'all, can I say something, guys? I was just at Missouri State with some of our crew uh, passing out some invites. We were doing a little interview, a little tiny mic uh, episode. You'll have to be on the lookout for it. But every girl that we talked to, we asked them, how do you want to be asked out? And not one, every one of them was very clear. Snapchat, social media, like no, no go, you know? Um, so I, I would use it like ask them out either in person. I think a phone call is perfectly fine. I say that yeah. because that's how I asked my wife out. <laughs> I, I, I messaged her to get her phone that. number so that I could call her. Maybe not the ideal, the you know, the the best way, but like there was clarity there. But don't ask them out um, via the social medias unless you're very clear about like taking that next step. So, yeah, clarity. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we've kind of talked about that, but I, but you know, the process of clarity needs to be needs to be important. I think another piece of clarity is understanding like the way that the world dates is not the way that God calls us to mm-hmm. date. Yep. So yep. one of the things we mentioned last night, we didn't spend a lot of time in, but the Bible has clear outlines for like you, you call your brothers and sisters in Christ, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers. Like that is the outline for people that are in your community of faith. And then there's the person that you're married to. There's not a middle ground for someone that you get to not honor the Lord with mm-hmm. that you get to have some of the um, some of the you know benefits of marriage, but also none of the responsibility. And dating right now is a is a collective of both of those things that people want to mi- mix and mesh those two together. And I think understanding because not everybody's going to have the exact same understanding of hey, there's a reason that I'm going to hold off on something mm-hmm. in dating so that I can honor what I believe God calls us to as we're dating. As we're making this move in this f- this phase towards marriage, I want there to be clear boundaries, and I want there to be an understanding of this is what this phase looks like, and this is what I want our marriage to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, that we have to understand what marriage looks like and what dating should be and not mesh the two together. I have a feeling just from, from what we're talking, some guys are going to be asking some girls out, right? <laughs> so I, w- I would ask the girls like, what do, so if we're talking practicals, what do girls want to do on a date? Ooh. JC. I would say um, maybe first date is get coffee. It's pretty chill. I'd be down to go on a walk. Walking is good for you mentally, physically, you know? <laughs> um, I would even think like dinner is okay as long as it's not like, 
bougie and just really <laughs> fancy. I mean, but <laughs> yeah, Coco here's the thing with like the date: you got to know how to dress. Uh, you got to oh, tell. Yeah. You got to tell me where we're going. Yeah, I'm being taken on a date in this scenario, apparently. <laughs> but you got to tell somebody where they're going for them to dress. The now, and girls don't want to be the ones choosing, correct? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's a really good point. I like it when when someone's like, "Hey, I'm picking you up at seven. You know, here's you the can, plan. Yeah, or yeah. you can be like, hey, like dress nice or be casual, whatever. We're going on a hike. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be <laughs> something for sure. Um, but I think like I think also another key to this is have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be too serious in all of it. But like, you know, of course, like you're gonna have like deep conversations or like getting to know that person, whatever. But like, I think so much of it too should like you should be having fun with that person and enjoying their time, your time together. So I, I think that's huge. I think on the first date, don't make it too long. Yep. I think like you know you want you want them to have a good time, but not be like looking at their watch, see you know if it's too it's late. It's been eight or, hours. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't want that. Two hours sure. is good. Yeah. Plenty. What do you guys think about um, maybe not the first date, but like being with a group of people? Is that a yes? Is it a no? Is it a pro? Is it a con? Like you've been maybe you've been on two or three dates with somebody. And it's like, hey, we're all gonna go to this place we're going to do this thing pro or con i think it's it's fine if you if you feel comfortable being with the guy like you are excited about moving forward in the relationship then i think it's good and even if you're kind of like still on the fence being around his friends might be good for you to see if you Mm. like him or not yeah don't date and isolate Ooh, i'm just trying to get as many tweetable things rhyming I might rap a little bit later. It'll be, it'll be fine. Yeah, I think a good, like, I just look back to, like, my time of dating. The best dates were the ones where you could talk, you know what I mean? And you could actually figure it out. One of the things I was trying to figure out whenever Em and I started dating was, is this girl really pursuing the Lord? Well, the way you understand where someone's at is through conversation. And so that was a big piece of it. And naturally, then some next times we were hanging out, we're, like, with groups of people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that, I guess I would want to shift from practical back to um, maybe a little bit more of kind of overarching theme. But I think the thing is, is like people are like, we are complex. Like society is complex. Dating is not this just like uh, copy and paste necessarily like program for everybody. I get it. I think the biggest things are, is, you know, evaluating, is someone's life aligning with God's word? Okay. And that is a huge piece of, of the puzzle right there. And then after that, it's like not all of the scenarios and situations are going to look the same for everybody, but continue to seek the Lord as you're going through this process of even going on dates. And I believe that you'll be okay. God will reveal um, to you his plans and purposes all throughout scripture. He's clear of that. And then also, if you've surrounded yourself with people who can speak wisdom into your life, Proverbs is very clear about that. I do think you'll come out well, and I think it does. Those things kind of alleviate some of the pressure uh, with all of it. I was going to say one thing. Um, something I usually tell girls if they're unsure about the guy they're dating and it's been like a, lo- a long time. If you're not leading toward the direction of confidence in the relationship, mm-hmm. it probably is a sign that you should end things because you don't want to just kind of say, oh, yeah, okay, sure, if someone asks you to marry them. You want to be confident mm-hmm. in saying, yes, this is the person I'm spending the rest of my life with. So if you're dating this person for a month or two months or whatever and you still kind of don't have peace or clarity, um, I think that's how God speaks to us a lot of times is by having peace and clarity. Mm-hmm. So it might be a good sign to end the relationship until you have clarity or just 
remain friends with that person. Yeah, because some of those things that are small in dating are not going to be small in marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, I heard somebody say one time that marriage and money make you more of what you already are. So if you're upset making what you're making part-time, you're going to, you're going to be upset full-time. If you're upset making 50 K, you're going to be upset making 150 K. And the same is true in marriage. If you have tendencies and someone's not living with you, knowing you at a deep, deep level, when that person does, it's going to get more intense. It's going to get more flushed out. It's going to be more prevalent. So like you said, if you are not at peace with where things are in dating and you don't see a future and you don't see where things are getting better and not worse, it might be time to look Hmm. elsewhere. That's good. All right, guys. Any other uh, pieces of advice before we sign off? No risk, no reward. Guys, you can ask some girls out. Girls, you can say yes. Guys, 20 seconds of courage. You never know. You don't have to be 100% sure all the time. Just, you know, see how it happens. Yeah, Matt Damon ended up with a zoo for that. So that's what we want. We bought a zoo. Is that the one? All right, guys. It's been great. We hope you check out our next open mic and join us next Tuesday. We'll see you next time. See ya.